When I was young, I struck on the realisation that the mind is unborn. This part about the mind, though, is something secondary. You monks, when you abide only in the unborn, will find that in the unborn there's nothing anyone needs to tell you. Nothing you need to hear. Because the Buddha mind is unborn and marvelously illuminating, it gets easily turned into whatever comes along. So as long as I'm telling the lay people here not to change themselves into these different things that come their way and trade their Buddha mind for thoughts, you monks may as well listen too. Among all you people here today, there's not a single one who's an unenlightened being. Everyone here is a Buddha. So listen carefully. What you all have from your parents innately is the unborn Buddha mind alone. There's nothing else you have innately. This Buddha mind you have from your parents innately is truly unborn and marvelously illuminating. That which is unborn is the Buddha mind. And what's more, with this unborn, everything is perfectly managed. The actual proof of this unborn, which perfectly manages everything, is that as you all turn this way listening to me talk, if out back there there's the cawing of crows, the chirping of sparrows, or the rustling of the wind, even though you're not deliberately trying to hear each of these sounds, you recognize and distinguish each one. the voices of the crows and sparrows, the rustling of the wind. You hear them without making any mistake about them.
And that's what's called hearing with the unborn. In this way, all things are perfectly managed with the unborn. This is the actual proof of the unborn. Conclusively realize that what's unborn and marvelously illuminating is truly the Buddha mind. Straight away abiding in the unborn Buddha mind just as it is and you're a living Tathagata from today forever after. Since when you realize conclusively you abide like this in the Buddha mind from today on, my school is called the School of Buddha Mind. I doubt there's anyone here now who'd say, I heard what I did, the cawing of the crow, the rustling of the wind, because I was deliberately trying to hear it. If anyone says they did, they're a liar. Wondering, What's Bankai telling us? All of you are turned this way, intent only on hearing what I'm saying. No one's deliberately trying to hear the various sounds coming from out back. That's why... When all of a sudden these sounds appear and you recognize and distinguish them, hearing them without any mistake, you're hearing with the unborn Buddha mind. Nobody here can claim they heard these sounds because they made up their mind beforehand to listen for them when they were made.
So, in fact, you're listening with the unborn. Even Buddha is just a name given to traces that have arisen. So from the standpoint of the unborn, it's only a secondary matter, a peripheral concern. The person of the unborn abides at the source of all Buddhas. That which is unborn is the source of all things. The starting point of all things. There's nothing more original than the unborn. Nothing prior to it. That's why when you abide in the unborn, you abide at the source of all Buddhas. So it's something wonderfully precious. There's no question of perishing here. So when you abide in the unborn, it's superfluous to speak about the imperishable too. That's the reason I only talk about the unborn and don't mention the imperishable. What isn't created can't be destroyed. So since it's unborn, it's obvious it's imperishable without having to mention it. Isn't that so?
Of course, the expression unborn and imperishable has appeared here and there in the sutras and records from times of old. But not the actual proof of the unborn. Everyone just learns the expression unborn and imperishable and goes about repeating it. But when it comes to realizing conclusively and actually getting right to the heart of the matter, they haven't any idea of what the unborn is. When I was 26, I first hit on the realization that all things are perfectly managed with the unborn. And in the 40 years since, I've taught everyone with the actual proof of the unborn that what you have from your parents innately is the unborn Buddha mind. When you abide in the unborn, you're abiding at the source of all things. What the Buddhas of the past realized was the unborn Buddha mind. And what the Buddhas in the future will realize is the unborn Buddha mind too. We today are living in the degenerate age of Buddhism. Yet when there's even one person who abides in the unborn, the true teaching has been restored to the world. When you've conclusively realized this, then and there you'll open the eye that sees into people's minds. And that's why my school is called the Clear-Eyed School. When that eye that sees into people is manifested, whenever it happens to be, that moment is complete realization of the Dharma. I want you to know this. 
whoever you may be, at that moment, you are my heir. I only talk about the unborn Buddha mind you all intrinsically possess. The main thing is to realize this Buddha mind. Originally, there isn't anything evil in you. But from just one little slip, you switch the Buddha mind for thoughts. When your parents gave you life, there wasn't a trace of selfish desire, bad habits or self-centeredness. But from the age of four or five, you picked up the mean things that you saw other people do and the bad things you heard them say. So that gradually as you matured, growing up badly, you developed selfish desire, which in turn produced self-centeredness. Deluded by this self-centeredness, you then proceeded to create every sort of evil. If it weren't for being centered on yourself, Delusions wouldn't arise. When they don't arise, that's none other than abiding in the unborn Buddha mind. Apart from this, there is no Buddha. The Buddha mind, unborn and marvellously illuminating, is like a bright mirror. A mirror reflects whatever is in front of it. It's not deliberately trying to reflect things. But whatever comes before the mirror, its colour and form are sure to appear. Likewise, when the object being reflected is removed, 
The mirror isn't deliberately trying not to reflect it. But when it's taken away, it doesn't appear in the mirror. The unborn Buddha mind is just like this. It's natural that you see and hear things, whatever they are, when you deliberately try to see and hear them. But when you see and hear things that you hadn't originally anticipated seeing or hearing, it's through the dynamic function of the Buddha mind that every one of you has. That's what's meant by the unborn Buddha mind. Now that I've given you my instruction on the unborn in such a way that all of you can understand, if after this you still don't grasp it, then whether you've listened to 1,000 sermons or 10,000, it won't make any difference. Even if it's only one sermon, the person who realises this Buddha mind that everyone intrinsically possesses is a living Tathagata from that moment on. The unborn is the ground of everything. The unborn is the beginning of everything. Because there is no ground for anything outside of the unborn, and because before the unborn there was no beginning for anything, the unborn is the foundation of all Buddhas.